I'm Alexa. And I'm Cadence. And we're Something, Something Sinister, Sinister Podcast. That's us. That's us. us. Oh my God. Did you know that? I didn't until just now. Just now. It was the clap that clicked for me. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Whoa. We have a podcast. Wake up. It's Wake real up. life. So let's just address the elephant in the room. <laughs> me. I'm the elephant. She is the <laughs> elephant. No, but the way I'm sitting definitely is not flattering. So let you me. You can't even. Oh, my gosh. I can tell. Oh okay. So I'm wearing a shirt today. Uh, you can find these in our new merch shop. It says experiencing <laughs> a sexual renaissance. And I just have to tell the story because Alexa looked at me like, what the fuck are you wearing? <laughs> so, um. I had an old podcast that the audience says, I think I've mentioned it, but I told the story on there, but the short version is, is in my old theater, we had a lady come and visit and she's older. I want to say sixties, seventies. And she told the men in our show that despite her age, she is experiencing her sexual renaissance. And so that just became a term for us. Mm-hmm. Well, then said lady also came and recently saw me in my show, in my new shows and doesn't say like hi or like hey I remember you she just pulls me aside (laughs) to tell me she said you know you're talented and you're beautiful Mm. but you keep making those faces on stage and you're gonna have even more wrinkles (laughs) and so I said I like didn't I mean, obviously, I wanted to die. She's like shocked. Yeah. She's like, "Wow, okay, <laughs> okay, bitch." Yeah, <laughs> and you are like 70, 80 yeah. years old. You yes. definitely have wrinkles. So yeah. So I just tell her, "Well, you know, you're more than welcome to contribute to the to mm. the Botox, uh, the Botox fund." And then she goes on to tell me how I should smile to prevent wrinkles. Like, well, I learned how to perfect the non-wrinkled smile. And I'm like, what the actual fuck conversation is this? Yeah. Like, that is just so rude. I just wanted to die. And also what's funny about performers is, like... I don't know mm. you you're you're trapped at work like yeah. you're you're the face of your job like your job is you and how you look and what you say yeah. and how you sound and right. like your job is part of my job is being judged so I totally right. understand that but I'm like I can't look at her and be like that's rude like yeah. I just have to take it <laughs> you just have to <laughs> smile and nod smile without wrinkles it was like <laughs> For people who are just listening <laughs> and not watching, we try to smile without a wrinkle. Yeah, like so, without moving our. Sorry, mouth guys. At for all. anybody watching, you're gonna have to just bear with the the forehead wrinkles until mommy can buy some Botox. Yeah, because uh, we definitely need some. Oh, so. God, I'm like desperate at this point. But oh my gosh, right? Anyways, that's my news. So well, thanks for the news. Um, <laughs> it was super interesting. Yeah. It really was. No, she literally walked into my house and I'm like, what the fuck are you wearing? Like, what is it? It was actually her brother who was like experiencing a sexual renaissance. (laughs) I go, let me explain. Let me explain. I'm not guilty. I swear. (laughs) But I kind of am. Oh, gosh. Anyway. So, yeah. Um, anything else? I don't think so. We're coming up on our one year, guys. Yeah. You have listened. To this wrinkled ass <laughs> for almost a year. Right? Oh I know. It's God. it's kind of crazy. It is. Like, if you think about it. One whole year of staying consistent and yeah. dedicated and yeah. throwing events and selling right? shit. Yeah. Wow. 
I'm exhausted just thinking about it. And meeting a lot of people. And yeah, I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. So it was a lot. You guys are great. Thanks for putting up with us. Yeah, for real. (laughs) You're the OGs. And my hair transformations, especially. Oh my gosh. I got called out. They're like, I you have short hair again. And I'm like, don't yeah. mention it my extensions are gone i have clip-ins in today so yeah i, feel a little I, I can tell okay <laughs> you probably can buy my bangs no i can just tell because your hair is longer like that's why yeah so all right well moving on <laughs> um yeah last time we fought about football today we're fighting about cadence's sexual shirt so we just like, that's all we do now. It We're going to make this fight. like a fighting podcast where all we do is it's argue. It's going to be called Cadence versus Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to bring up hot topics and say, no, you're wrong. It's going to be a controversial podcast. Just as call if, us like as the if next this Joe podcast Rogan. isn't controversial already. <laughs> By the way, it's be, I'll t- go ahead and tell on ourselves. We have like a 3.7 rating on Spotify. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> Guys, so if you could go on to Spotify and help, I feel like it was just like, we don't have very many ratings no i so think like it's one or like two eight. bad ones will yeah. like lower it yeah. <laughs> guys please go on spotify all you have to do is listen to like 10 minutes of the episode to be able to rate yeah please go on and yeah. give us five stars on spotify because yeah Jesus because Christ. on apple podcasts we're at 4.8 yeah and there's like we're 50 crushing reviews it. yeah or something so anyway. <laughs> anyway all right let's get to the story something so. spiked yes um tequila. hard water yeah hard water tequila soda so that's uh what we're drinking cute with uh malagro tequila of course mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not sponsored but we should be Ooh, that's good mm-hmm. you put that pomegranate water in it no just the, oh yeah the sparkling water yeah, mm-hmm. yeah i know that is good all right so our videos and podcasts are for entertainment purposes. All information discussed was found on the internet. Keep in mind, we will talk all things sinister that may not be suitable for all audiences. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Okay, then I'm out. <laughs> right. You're like, um, PG only? I thought this what? was a family-friendly podcast. Isn't this Disney? <laughs> <laughs> all right we are talking about bobby joe long uh also known as the classified ad rapist oh i I don't know this one what a crazy name classified ad rapist but classified ad rapist i feel like that's unnecessarily long i know classified ad they could call him like the ca rate no okay never mind no the car the car (laughs) the (laughs) car anyways (laughs) so he was a serial killer and rapist who murdered 10 women in florida um just giving a shout out most of my research was from biography.com murderpedia and all that's interesting um so just so you all are aware um, he was born October 14th, 1953 in Canova, West Virginia. So we are still talking about Libras. Mm-hmm. We are actually closing out the Libra season with Bobby Joe Long. And let me tell you what, this is a crazy, a banger, crazy story. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, okay. I'm excited. Yeah. It's, it's wild. So, um, we, Cadence covered a little bit about Libras last time. Um, They're charming, they're self-pitying, they're selfish, they're clever, they're unreliable. Two words that I really want to focus on with him is clever 
and selfish. Got it. He was so clever and so selfish. And I I also read that they are very messy serial killers, Hmm. too. And he is. Yeah. Very Hmm. messy, very all over the place. His M.O. is never, like, consistent, too, which you're going to hear about in the story. So it's like, it's almost like he acted on impulse instead of, like, planning out what he was going to do okay so very very interesting story um before we keep going drinking word oh yeah um <laughs> did you hear my throat yeah i did <laughs> you said drinking word it goes okay <laughs> um okay so he was a rapist obviously um so we could use rape but i know you don't like that there's something about using rape as the drinking word even though we use murder and you know what we're using rape today guys cancel her she chose (laughs) this not me you're the one who talked about kids last time so i'm talking about adult rape this time anyway uh anytime you hear the word rape take a drink if you're 21 and older, hopefully you're drinking alcohol and not sipping on your baba. Your sparkling water. Right. Ew. <laughs> 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 what if you, okay, time out. Is this going to be a long story? Yeah. Okay, what's your evil laugh? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Do it. If you had to be. <laughs> Oh my god! No, not I that. No, I'm like I can't. You're. I'm on the spot. I'm not an actress like you are. Okay. Um. I don't know. I can't do You've it. You've never practiced an evil laugh. No, I'm not a fucking Disney freak. Okay, I'll go first. Okay, cut out the last part. <laughs> Okay, your turn. Great. Your turn. I can't. Just do it. Oh my god. Just try. Um, I can't. <laughs> I can't even. Like, now the people listening. Even, like, now they're wanting it. it. I know. I can't even like think. Okay. Of something. Well, you have to stay tuned to the end of the episode to hear Alexa's evil laugh because we are making her do it at some point in this episode. <laughs> oh god, I hate you. Anyway, so back to Bobby. Uh. His parents were Luella and Joe, um, hence why his name is Bobby Joe. Um, But Bobby didn't really know his dad because mom and dad split up at a very young age. And mom and Bobby decided to move to Miami, Florida. So he was raised in West Virginia, but that's why he murdered 10 women in Florida. So that way we are aware. Um, His childhood is very, very interesting. He was a bad kid in school. He failed the first grade as an example, so he got held back, had to do first grade all over again. Um, How do you fail first grade? You know, I don't know. What do you even learn in first grade? Right? Like your alphabet? No, I'm pretty sure you learned that in preschool. I mean, maybe he was a slow learner and he's learning it again in first grade. Yeah. (laughs) No, you probably should be learning that in preschool, but like, I, I don't know. So... Um, he was also bullied in school pretty bad because at a young age, um, his male breasts grew a little bit larger than they should have as being a boy. 
Um, so he didn't really have a lot of friends. Um, it said that he was actually born with an extra X chromosome and had what's called Kleinfelter syndrome. So according to the Mayo Clinic, um, this is a genetic condition that affects testicular growth, resulting in smaller than normal testicles, which leads to lower production of testosterone. And it may also cause reduced muscle mass, body and facial hair, and enlarged breasts. Um, most men with this condition also produce little to no sperm as well. Got it. So small testicles, man boobs, and minimal facial hair. Minimal hair. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So... This can kind of tell you his childhood in a nutshell. I yeah. mean, he was bullied. He didn't have a lot of friends. Um, we're going to talk about his mom, too, here in a little bit and some other traumatic events. Okay. Wow. Oh, that's sad. It is sad. But don't feel bad for him because uh, he's not a good man. Um, Dang, so- I was hoping this was ending <laughs> with a happy ending. Happily ever story. after. We've changed the podcast. We're talking all things romantic. <laughs> Gross. Cadence's <laughs> favorite. I hate it. If it was a love Disney story, you'd be like, oh my God. Uh, I Only love if it's it fake so love in my own. Is it Disney? Okay, I love it. Can I be her for Halloween? <laughs> so uh, the child had a few head injuries um, as well. So, one example, he fell off a swing, hit his head. He was five years old. So, Head trauma, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they say that that can lead to being a psychopath. Um, and he didn't have a dad, so keep that in mind. Didn't know his dad. And him and his mom, mom's relationship wasn't healthy at all either. Um, he actually slept in the same bed with her until he was 13 years old. And that was by choice. Not because, like, they just had one bed. There wasn't a couch available or anywhere else to sleep. Like, he chose to sleep in the same bed with her. Until he was 13 years old. Hmm. So just super, super close. Unhealthy yeah. close. Yeah. But it, it's weird because he also like resented his mom. And you'll hear why here in a minute. So it's like, well, then why did you want to be so close to her? I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Um, she was a bartender uh, and a waitress. She dressed very, very sexy to work so she could, you know, make a little extra money. And she ended up bringing random men home constantly. So he saw men coming in and out of their home at all times of the day, all times of the night. Um, And it said that this is when the resentment towards his mom and women in general started. Yeah. So he didn't respect his mom. Um, didn't respect, you know, who she was as a person, that she was, you know, working and maybe doing those things to support her kid, um, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. So wasn't really close to mom after that. Um, ended up deciding to enlist in the Army after high school. And this is when also he decided to marry his high school sweetheart. So um, her name was Cynthia. And in 1974, he's 21 at this time. So keep in mind, he was held back. Um, So Mm. he did graduate a little bit later. But he went to the Army, obviously, and married her. Um, They ended up having two children and quickly realized that being parents was very stressful and hard work. So 
Um, shortly after they had the two kids, he was hit by a vehicle while on a motorcycle. Um, and he was hospitalized for weeks after this. Ugh. So we're talking about a lot of trauma that he has experienced, you know, yeah. not only as a young kid, but now as a young adult. I mean, he's like 21 years old. Jesus. Yeah. Early 20s. So gets hit on his motorcycle. Another head trauma, obviously. Um, he's in the hospital for weeks and... Um, Apparently, this is when he starts becoming violent towards his wife and children. He also develops, while in the hospital, a very dangerous like sex drive. So it's said that he was in a full body cast in the hospital because he got hit yeah. on this motorcycle and almost died. He somehow found a way to get out of his cast and jack off like, all day it said the clinician said that he would masturbate up to 10 times a day Shut in up. the hospital oh my god yeah well you obviously weren't in that much pain if you right. could finagle out of a body cast to jerk right it. to jerk off oh so, my god yeah and it's also said that cynthia his wife at the time was like what the fuck are you doing like who are you and well, why are you doing that? It's funny. I was going to say, how come head injuries have to make people so aggressive? Like, why can't it I be the opposite? Know. Why can't it make you like so nice. more loving, yeah. like maybe like overly sympathetic? Yeah. But then yeah. you said the jerking off part. And I'm like, well, I guess. <laughs> right. They can do that too. Violently so, jerking off. Violently. Like, I mean, crazy. Um, so this is also when they say like his sexual sadism started at this point in time in his life. So keep that in mind. So, you know, we've heard a lot happen in his life thus far. Cynthia, uh, had enough. She said whenever he came home, he was out of the hospital. He was healed. He was just so violent, so violent towards her and the kids. And her last straw was whenever he choked her unconscious and slammed her head against the TV. She said that what she said this unquote. When I came to, I was on the couch. Of course, he was there crying. I'll never do it again. I'm sorry. But then the next words were, "When you drive yourself to go get stitches, if you tell them what really happened, I'll kill you when you get home." Oh my God! And how many kids do we have at this point? Two. Two. Do we, and about how old? Um, they are now probably like three and five. You know they're seeing all this too. Oh, 100%. Like, anybody that's going to say that is also not going to take the time to make sure the kids are in the no. other room. No. Yeah. Oh, I hate it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this kind of tells you like the violent rage that he had developed and that she was experiencing. So... She ends up divorcing him in 1980 and took the kids with her, thank God. Um, so they were only married for six years. So at this time, he's 27 years old. God. Yeah. Can you? It's. Uh, I hate yeah. that. so sad. I know. Hey, while you go take yourself to get stitches after mm -hmm. I just beat the fuck out of you. Right. Right. Ugh. You better not tell him what actually happened or I'll kill you. It's so scary. I know. 
So um, Bobby ended up moving in with a female friend um, shortly after this because, like, he couldn't pay the bills by himself and everything was just kind of a lot to take care of the house and stuff like that. So he moved in with this female friend of his. Her name was Sharon. Um, We'll talk a little bit about Sharon later or here pretty close. Um, The next year, 1981, he answered a classified ad for handyman type of work. Um, he arrived at this woman's house, saw that she was alone, um, asked if he could use her bathroom. And this is when he decided to take out his rape kit. Oh, he has a kit. Oh yeah. Wow. Okay. So this is no other offenses. He just decided I'm just going to start today. Today's the day. Today's the day. Hmm. Yep. So he obviously robbed her and end up raping her. Um, and shortly after he was caught for this. Because the woman, I mean, he didn't have a mask on. Like she recognized him and she was like, well, he called me for handyman type of work. Like yeah. he answered this classified ad. Here's who he is. And so law enforcement caught him for it. He was arrested. He ended up requesting a new trial. And whenever he did this, the charges were later dropped because the woman did not want to testify against him. Oh, my gosh. I feel like that's in every story. I know. Like every story we tell that happens. For real. It's like how many... I just... I don't understand. We've talked about it like every episode, but it's like... You clearly see that this guy has problems. And, and that he did it. That he did it. And she identified him by his face. And you're going to drop the charges because <sighs> she won't testify. It doesn't make any sense to me. But it's also said during this time that he was indeed raping his roommate, Sharon, at the time. <sighs> and she was terrified of him. Um, so she never said anything until way later on. Can you, I mean, I, not getting out, like you're just the roommate. Yeah. Yeah. And you were nice. You let him, you were a friend. You let him come and live with you because like he had no other place to go. And then this is how you treat her. Yeah. And she's that scared that she like can't do anything about it. Right. Mm. I mean, I can only imagine if he treated his wife, you know, the way that we heard, how he's probably treating this woman. He's yeah. probably beating her, too, and telling her that if she says anything, then he's going to kill her. Yeah. So I can only imagine she lived in fear. So in 1983, two years later, he is now 30 years old. Um, he moved to Tampa Bay, Florida. Um, this is when things kind of escalate um he sent an inappropriate letter and pictures to a 12 year old girl yeah like naked pictures and it said that like he didn't know the girl it was just random like he followed her i think he followed her like riding her bike one day and saw where she lived and like mailed the shit to her and the parents like obviously checked the mail and saw it and was like, what the fuck? So that was so scary. Yeah, terrifying. So 
Because of this, he was arrested shortly after, but only sentenced to probation. <sighs> yeah. <clears throat> only okay. sentenced to probation at this time. Don't do it again. Yes. Yeah, slap on the wrist. If you do it again, then you're going to go to jail for a week. But yeah. until then, yeah. here's probation. Seriously. It's sick. It is. So after he got off the hook for this, uh, he kind of knew that he could get away with whatever he wanted to do. So this is kind of when things start escalating a little bit. Um, But he's very, very, very messy. So, again, he would look in classified ads for people that needed furniture fixed, um, handyman type work, uh, maybe people that were having sales needing to get rid of tools or furniture or big items where they would need you know help moving stuff he would find all these ads for like odd jobs that he would think that women would need help right Right. targeting exactly so he would go to their home find out that the women were home alone right and do the same thing he would ask to use their restroom because he knew that this worked Whenever he would go into the bathroom, he would pull out a rape kit. Um, And his rape kit was different every time. Uh, Sometimes it had, you know, like ligatures, um, different types of ligatures to tie the women up. Um, Sometimes he would carry a gun. Sometimes he would carry a knife. Sometimes he would carry a mask. Other times he wouldn't. So it was kind of all over the place. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is, is he doing all of this without a mask? Mm Mm-hmm. what the hell it said that there were times when the women because he didn't murder all of them obviously yeah uh, there were times when the women said that he would put the mask on like during the rape like but they had already seen his face so yeah okay yeah kind of all over the place Mm -hmm. so it said that Obviously, we jump forward in 1983, but it is said that between 1981 and 1984, he answered over 50 classified ads and raped over 50 women. Oh, my God. Yeah. And if these women are able to identify him, I mean, even if half of them, even if five of them, three of them turned him in. Yep. Like, why isn't, why, how is he able to keep I don't doing know. this? I don't know. That is, that's an ungodly number in yeah. a matter of what? Three years. Three years. Three years. Damn. Yeah. So March 1984, um, he was getting a little bored with the rape, unfortunately, and decided that he would commit his first murder. Well, that's what I was going to say, too, about the like changing up of the tools is yeah. maybe he's either getting bored or he's experimenting with like how far he can push it or like how far it just stretching the limit each time oh yes there is a difference in carrying a knife versus a gun or Mm -hmm. or i should say like a rope versus a knife oh for sure so 100 percent. and you know from the witness statements that i read um you know he didn't like beat the women that he ended up raping right like he literally would just hold him at gunpoint or hold him at knife point or tie him up and perform the act and then literally rob them and leave so you know some of them like their spouse would come home and they'd be tied up or you know whatever but they weren't like beaten 
Yeah. So it's just crazy. So um, 1984, he commits his first uh, murder. He picked up a woman. Uh, her name was Artiste. She unfortunately was a prostitute. They're always like the victims, yeah. I feel like. Um, and she was doing her job, what she normally did, not thinking that he was going to kill her. And, uh, well, he beat and raped her, um, then decided that he was going to strangle and kill her. So first murder was March of 1984. Man. Yeah. It's one of those things that... I don't know the whole sex work debate, but mm-hmm. I mean, it, easy target. But again, yeah. th- that's a job for these people. And yeah. it's not like you go in expecting, expecting to die, to be murdered or abused yeah. and tortured. So, right. It's terrifying. Yeah. Two months later, May 1984, um, while driving, he saw a woman named Lena. Um, Lena was walking on the side of the road. He offered to give her a ride and she got in the car Um, They were driving. He decided to pull off off like on the side of the road. And that's whenever he pulled out a knife and threatened her. Um, She tried to fight him back, but he was able to quickly tie her up. Um, He took her to a more remote location instead of just like off of the road. And this is when he strangled her and raped her. I wonder how that works, threatening someone with a knife. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe holding it up to their neck. Like, but just like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. Not victim blaming here. I've just, that's always been a thought for me. It's like, if you come at me with a knife, my first thought is like zigzag pattern your way out of there. Like, unless maybe there's fight or flight, you know, some people flight and some people fight. Some people just like freeze and they don't know what to do. And then other people want to zigzag their way out. <laughs> I don't know if you'd call that fight, but it might be. Oh, so take God. the chance. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I, I mean, God forbid that ever happens. I just yeah. don't know what I would do. Someone pulled right. a knife. Cause part of me wants to think I'd be like, well, do your best. Like yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah. But I don't I, know. I don't know either. Um, her body was found shortly after And her body was naked, um, and her hands were still bound behind her back when her body was found. I know. So sad. Uh, Shortly after, literally like days after, um, he found a 22-year-old woman named Michelle. Uh, Michelle was a prostitute as well. She got into Bobby's car thinking that, again, she was just going to be working. And unfortunately, he beat her raped her, and then he slit her throat. Oh, so he's like really changing it up. He is changing it up. And we're at how many victims at this point? Four? Three? Yeah, just got done with number three. Hmm. Escalating. Yeah. Quickly. Yep. The fourth victim was found next. Uh, She was named Elizabeth. Um, Her body was found 17 days after she was murdered. Um, So you can only imagine she was decomposing, you know, Mm because this is May 1984 in Florida. So it's hot. Um, Elizabeth uh, wasn't a prostitute like the other women were. 
Um, so this made detectives think that maybe they have a different killer on their hands, like not attached to the other three women. Um, however, they knew that Michelle and Lena's were the exact same murder because as you heard, they were both murdered the same way. They were both strangled. They were beaten. They were raped. So that's how they knew that it was the same murderer. Um, And another thing is both of those women, Michelle and Lena, had red nylon fiber found on their bodies. So that made it very consistent with it being the same murderer. Now, this woman, Elizabeth, you know, her body had been decomposing for 17 days. um, And, you know, he slit her throat. And so it was very different. Wow. Yeah interesting mm-hmm. do we do you say later what the red was okay okay yeah. okay i do <laughs> so the fifth victim was another prostitute um she was walking in the tampa area when bobby picked her up uh he raped her strangled her and then shot her in the neck so jeez oh my and yep strangled her Sh- strangled her first yep and then shot her in the neck oh that's like an like she's already dead or maybe he couldn't get it done kill her all the way by strangling her oh my god i mean you know you've researched a lot of this and they say like the pressure and the amount of energy it takes to strangle somebody is a lot of force and so yeah but then there's also the thing where it's like (laughs) this person was stabbed 50 times and it's like at right. that point that's just like an aggression thing like rage yeah, yeah so for sure. oh, but being shot in the neck Ugh. i know no so shortly after this uh they did find her body when they found her body they found two other women's bodies yeah so now he has seven victims oh. that they know of and hopefully at this point they're like okay all the same. Yeah. God. Right. So, and you know what's crazy is because this is like, we are still from March. We're about to move into November. So this is like, you know, a four or five month period. Yeah. That they find seven So bodies. quickly. Jeez. Yeah. So. I mean, it's almost like every other week they're finding. Oh, yeah. Almost every other week. Jeez. I mean. It's crazy because we talk about a lot with like serial killers. They need like a cool down type period. And so it's like a lot of the times they'll commit their first murder and then they don't commit a second one until the next year or hell, it could be even longer. It could be years later. I feel like with Libras, we've been finding like it's bam, bam, bam. Yeah. There's no like cool off period. No, there's no emotional cool off period. And that's like what determines like a mass murderer versus a serial killer. But I mean, obviously, there is an emotional cool off period with them, even if it's like days. But still, it's it's crazy. Like, it's just one after the other, after the other, after the other. It's messy. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's really messy. So um, November 3rd, 1984. There was a 17-year-old girl named Lisa McVeigh. She was riding her bike home from work around 2 a.m. It said that she worked at Krispy Kreme Donut. I couldn't validate if that was accurate or not because 
I mean, I know Krispy Kreme has been around for a while, but I'm like, yeah. we're also in 1984, so I don't know if this is legit or not. I'm going to Google it. I know. Um, and it was in the Tampa area. I did find that there was a Krispy Kreme donut in Miami, but I couldn't find one in Tampa. Anyway, um, so she was riding her bike around 2 a.m., leaving Sorry. work. What'd you Krispy find? Kreme was founded in 1937. Wow. Yeah. I mean, maybe the donut itself, but not like <laughs> the store. Yeah, no, the store. Krispy Kreme. Wow, like the brand was in, found in, in 1937. Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Wow. Yeah, that's, yeah. Wow. So maybe there was a store in, Tam- in Tampa in 1984. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm like trying. So whenever we got a Krispy Kreme in Springfield, I mean, I was in high school. We never so, had one where I was from. Yeah. So I remember we would come to Branson for family vacations. We're like, we have to go to Krispy Kreme. It was like the yeah. only place to get one. Yeah. But even then, I mean, that was what? Like, huh, like not in the 80s. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the, the 90s. 2000s. No, like the 2000s. Yeah, the 2000s. Early like, 2000s. Yeah, that's crazy. Anyway, so she's riding her bike home at 2 a.m. Um, coming home. She's 17 years old. Uh, Bobby followed Lisa. On foot, um, he pushed her off of her bike. He then drug her into her car. Um, he blindfolded her. He forced her to give him a blowjob in the vehicle. Um, and then he walked her up into his apartment, still blindfolded. So once in the apartment, he raped her over and over again. I mean, she was literally like his sex slave for this period of time. Man. And how old is she? 17. Ugh. The story is very graphic and sad, just FYI. So um, he made her shower with him, um, but he did let her live. She was... Again, his sex slave the entire time that she was there with him. Um, She was able to talk to him. He wanted to conversate with her. Um, And she asked Bobby, why did you do this to me? And Bobby said that he hated women. That was his response. I hate women. Um, She says that he vented to her about the problems that he had, not only with women, but just in life as well. Man. He said he never had a healthy relationship with women. And so Lisa, 17 years old, offered to be his girlfriend. Um, She said that she wouldn't tell anybody what he did to her and that she would forgive him. She told Bobby that she had a very hard life, too. um, And at this time, she's just trying to connect with him. Right. So that way he doesn't kill her. Yeah. And very smart. Very smart. Um, she made sure that whenever she was in his apartment too, that she would touch everything that way she was leaving her fingerprints. And this is, well, no DNA is new. Fingerprints aren't new, I guess, but still super fucking smart. Right. So, and DNA is like brand new at this time. Brand new. Yeah. So she's like touching everything, you know, leaving fingerprints throughout his apartment. Um, so... Keep in mind, she's still blindfolded this entire time. So, like, she can't see anything. Um, Wait, in the apartment? In the apartment. He kept her blindfolded. (gasps) 
Yeah. Oh, shit. That yeah. is so scary. Yeah. So this whole time, she's, like, talking to him, trying to connect to him, like, touching things. Like, she can't see. Oh, like, can't see what's going God. on. Yeah. So um, he finished raping her and enjoying her company. Um, and he decided, all right, it's time for her to leave. So. And he's just going to let her walk? Well. He walked her out to his vehicle. She was so smart. She counted the steps in his house and she saw that his carpet was red. Okay. Yep. Okay. So counted the steps in his apartment, counted the steps outside of the apartment. She said that whenever she got into the vehicle, the blindfolded, the blindfold had kind of fallen, fallen a little bit where she could see. Uh-huh. And she saw on his dashboard of his car, it said Magnum. So that's when she knew, OK, he's driving a Dodge Magnum vehicle. Yes. So after she's in the car, blindfolded, he drove down the road to an ATM. She said it only took a couple, not even a couple of minutes to get to this ATM. He made a withdrawal out of the ATM. Why? Nobody knows. But she remembered like hearing the ATM, like Mm -hmm. the sound of the ATM. Um, He then drove just a couple of minutes down the road and got her out of the car told her to keep her blindfold on for five minutes before taking it off and he would let her live. Oh, my God. Right. So he drives off. She takes her blindfold off. And obviously she's alive. Um, She then instantly goes to the police. Good. To tell them what had happened to her. Right after he drove off, he killed two other women that night jeez yeah what a smart woman smart 17 year old woman and counting your steps and peeking and paying attention to sounds and not everything i mean leaving your fingerprints throughout his apartment all of it wow yep and then he goes on to murder two people two other women jeez so Talking about Lisa McVeigh a little bit, um, this is so sad. It gives me chills, like just reading this over and over again. Um, she earlier that day, before she was kidnapped by Bobby, had written a suicide note, oh. and she at this time was living with her grandmother. And was being raped and beaten by her grandmother's boyfriend. Oh, my God. Yeah. So. um, And she's how old? 17. Oh, yeah. So sad. Yeah. So. Later, like more recently now, she was on the show. I survived. I don't know if you ever watched that on A&E. I've seen bits and pieces. Those are hard to watch. Yeah, it is hard. Like. Again, well, obviously the survivors, but mm-hmm. it, it's uh, hearing them tell their still oh, It's yeah. hard. It's yeah. so hard to watch. So she was on that show um, and she said this on the show, quoted, I was deathly afraid that he was going to kill me here. I was thinking about killing myself and now I was going to be fighting for my life. 
Wow. I know. Like literally gives me chills. Yeah. Um, I mean that what of like a. I mean you hear from a lot of suicidal people that like they have these moments that like snap them into reality or people who have attempted suicide but then they pull out of it last minute and it leaves them in really bad off states. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that is like a whole other level of you got to change your mindset real quick. Real quick. Like, do you want to live or die? Like here you thought you wanted to die, but now you don't. You're trying to fight for your life. Yeah. And you part of suicide, I feel like, is the you're in control aspect. I mean, I could know be. Some, you could be in control. Yeah. Like you're, you're the one making the choice to for go sure. and how you go. And now not only is you're going to get what you want, but you are completely out of control. Right. There is no more backing out. Right. And you're going to go how this man wants you to go. Right. And maybe what you thought you wanted isn't what you want. So scary. I know. At 17. At 17. Um, She also said, quoted, I would say thank you for choosing me and not another 17-year-old girl. Another 17-year-old girl probably wouldn't have been able to handle it the way that I have. I truly believe that all the abuse that... I've been through and my life helped me get out of that situation. What a good fucking person. Like what for like say, I mean, that's so yeah. tragic. Yeah. But like, thank you for choosing me and not right. somebody not somebody who, else who uh, hadn't endured this life before, you know? Yeah. Wow. Crazy. That's like one of those, I'd step in front of a, in front of a bullet for you kind of statements. Yeah. yeah. That's so I know. sad. I know. So she instantly went to the police. Um, She told the police that he had a Dodge Magnum vehicle and that he had red carpet in his apartment. Um, She said she thought or she told them where she thought his apartment was based off of like the number of steps Mm -hmm. that she had counted, the sounds that she had heard. Um, She said that they also stopped at an ATM right down the road from his apartment. Um, She... uh, told them obviously all of the details of the assault how he pushed her off her bike you know at Krispy Kreme how Mm -hmm. long she thought it took to drive to his apartment from you know where she was at you know whatever and the detectives ended up taking all of her clothes you know they're like well we need your clothes we'll give you others and they took red carpet fibers from her clothes these red carpet fibers were a exact match to the other victims who had red nylon fibers on their body well and i can't imagine even in the 80s that red carpet is this super popular thing right i mean so, maybe like a maroon color but i mean even e- then, even then it's like, like red. anything other than the basics this is a brightly yeah. or it's a and a not basic color for carpet for the 80s too. <laughs> yeah for the 80s yeah, i know <laughs> So police decided that they would look into everybody in the area with a Dodge Magnum. Somehow they were able to, you know, determine the year and they determined it was a 1978. I think it was because where the Magnum placement was at on the dash. Hmm. So um, they also at this time subpoenaed the records for all ATMs in that area as well, because they're like, well, somebody with a Dodge Magnum came to an ATM between this this time time. and this time. So we need to know who went to all of the ATMs between this time and this time. They found only one 
1978 Dodge Magnum owner had used an ATM at 3 a.m. And that was Mr. Bobby. Wow. I bet that was like a got him moment. Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, I thought you were going to say they pulled up 10,000 records <laughs> and I was going to cry. Nope, only one. <gasps> oh, good. I know. So clearly his short killing spree, even though he murdered many, many women, uh, clearly it ended very soon. Yeah. Very soon. So November 16th, 1984. This was just three days later. Um, All right. Down. <laughs> the cops went straight to his apartment. Um, they set up surveillance for 24 hours and they arrested him for the kidnap and rape of Lisa. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. She did good. Mm-hmm. She did good. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk a little more about her in a minute. But um, he instantly confessed to literally everything. And everything about what he did to Lisa, but denied everyone else that they were accusing him of. However, once the detectives told them, like, dude, we have all the evidence. Like, yeah. your carpet fibers were on women's bodies. Right. So what did he do? He confessed. He's yeah. like, okay, yeah, I did it. So um, he told the detectives literally everything that they wanted to know. Um, It was said that, like, the detectives could not get him to shut up about everything. He was just, like, reliving it. He was, like, reliving it, bragging about it, being very selfish. Like, didn't even care. Like, didn't even care what he had done to these women. And his excuse was always that he hated women. That's what his excuse was. Yeah, okay, clearly let's get past that. Yeah. Like, Like, we know that you hate women. Like, obviously you hate women. That's That's a given. why you did what you did. Oh, my God. Yeah. So he confessed to the murder of the murders of 10 women. Uh, Detectives also confirmed this. Um, He only pled guilty to eight out of the 10 murders because... Two of his victims' bodies were not found at the time of trial. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. So um, he did receive 28 life sentences for murder and rape. Um, And then the other two women's bodies were found after he was already sentenced. So, you know, just keep that in mind. Yeah. Because he did confess to killing 10 women. Um, But detectives think that he could have murdered more women. These were just 10 women that were in the Tampa Bay area. Like, they didn't even expand the search outside of Tampa Bay at this time. Just because, like, they were so focused on 10 women being murdered in this short period of time in the Tampa Bay area. Well, and, like, all of those house calls. Yeah. I mean, no telling. Right. So... Mm. Right. So um, May 23rd, 2019, uh, Bobby was finally executed by lethal injection. Lisa McVeigh went um, and she watched his execution from the front row. Nice. Yeah. She said, quoted, I wanted to look him in the eye. I wanted to be the first person he saw. Unfortunately, he didn't open his eyes. Um, 
this is also crazy to me, and I don't know why they didn't kill him before, but he was one of the longest living inmates on death row in history. What? Why? I wonder why. I don't know. He didn't, like, he did try to appeal um, one of the murders, but, like, they found, they had the evidence against him, and he confessed to it. So, he tried to say that he was coerced, but, I mean, this was back whenever, I want to say his appeal was in, like, 1987 or 1988, and he was arrested in 1984. He wasn't put to death until 2019. That is insane. I know. Huh. I know. There were a lot of um, like psychology, psychiatric studies like against him too, but nothing that would take, you know, almost four right. years. Weird. I yeah. Know. Hmm. Yeah. So. I'm um, look up this guy. See what he looks like. Right. Yeah, you should. What year was he born again? Uh, 1963? 53? Yeah, 1953. Bobby Lee. Bobby Joe Long. Oops, not Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, that looks like that comedian. Yeah, Bobby Joe Long. Bobby Joe Young is also... No, Bobby Joe Long, L O N G. I'm gonna get this eventually. I was like, he's a famous boxer. <laughs> okay, bear with me for a second the here. First picture, yeah. Ew, he's one of those teddy bear looking guys. Yeah, like, like you... what's his name? Shit, he was one of the first. He was a California guy from the 70s. They thought he might have been the Golden State Killer. Ted Bundy? Nope. Oh. He worked in like a factory. Tall, teddy bear looking oh, motherfucker. Yeah. But like, brutal guy. Who? What? Green River? No. No. Mm-mm. Shit. Yeah, who was that? Because um, they did like a... A movie about him. Oh, because the the same actor that played him in the movie also played the uh, the backpack killer guy, the backpack bomb guy. Yeah. Who was oh that? my gosh, this is gonna drive me nuts now. Anyway, okay. yeah. Um, but yeah, like he doesn't. This guy does not look like he would be a serial no, killer. No, I mean, I feel like it's hard to say like who is going to look like a serial. He doesn't killer have crazy in his eyes. Wouldn't. Yeah, he doesn't have the crazy. He just kind of doesn't look all there, to be honest. Yeah, no. Sorry, I am. I'm looking for this guy now. Hold on, not Ted Bundy. Is it Gary Ridgway? Um, Ed Kemper. Oh, Ed Kemper. Okay. I mean, I see Teddy Bear like innocent, but to me, he looked a little crazy. Ed Kemper. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's like the tall, you know, lanky guy. Yeah. Tall, yeah. lanky. Got a belly. Yeah. Got the mustache. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. Yeah. God, we got that out of the way. Yeah. God. Thanks for derailing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, so to end the story, I want to finish it with Lisa McVeigh. I think it's like just so fascinating. You yeah, know, she for was sure. sitting there front row watching him die, whatever. He wouldn't even open his eyes to look at her. And um, well, she because everything that she had gone through as a young child and a young adult, um, she decided to become a cop. Hmm. 
as she fucking should have what a badass bitch i know because look at like everything that she did you know she basically is the one who was able to solve the case so um she currently is still a cop she's a deputy at hillsborough county sheriff's office which is the exact same office who brought her justice against bobby joe long wow i know Oh, there was kind of a happy ending. I know. Wow, what a strong what that is awesome. I know. Same office. Same fucking office. Sitting man. front row looking front at row. your yeah. looking at a serial killer that you yeah. caught in the face. Yeah. And he doesn't even have the balls to look, to at, look you. at you. Yeah. Coward. What a piece of shit. I know. Holy cow. Well, good for her. Right? I bet she's written a book. Oh, she has. Okay. Yeah, she has. Wow. Oh, wait. No, you were talking about I Survived. I want to yeah. watch that now. I know. I, w- I tried to, like, find the full episode. I found, like, little clips, clips. of yeah. it, which you could hear, you know, her talking and stuff. But, yeah, I want to find the full episode on Annie. Um, but, yeah, she has written a book. Um, she's given so many interviews, obviously. But, I mean, her day job is being a cop and saving Holy lives. So. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. And started out. A victim herself a victim from herself. her own family wanting yep. to commit suicide yep. to surviving a brutal serial killer to yep. like now helping people. To saving lives. Wow. Yeah. I know. I know. Wow. Crazy, huh? What a, what a great, I mean, great ending for Great her. ending. Yeah. I was say, what a great story. story. <laughs> no, not a great story. <laughs> but great ending to the story. Yeah, yes. for sure. Wow. So that is the story of Bobby Joe Long. Um, you know, you hear a lot of like, childhood trauma Mm -hmm. um especially like the head trauma and what you know he was diagnosed with and it's just it's just kind of crazy you know to see his childhood and young adult life transpire into murdering and raping women so is that kind of what they blamed it on in the end was i mean some weirdness with the family abandonment, but then head trauma. He didn't even no. He didn't blame it on the head trauma. He just blamed it 100% on hating women. He blamed it on his mom. He blamed it on his mom. Uh, What? Oh, I thought it stopped. Oh, (laughs) he blamed it on his mom, you know, bringing in. Hold on. Something did stop. Can you hear me talking? Mm Mm-hmm. Can you oh. hear me? Oh, now I just can't hear myself. Anyways, go ahead. It's still recording my voice. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, I, I had a mini heart attack. I know. Okay. I oh, I'm back. Now you hear yourself. We're good. Okay. All what right. is happening? I don't know. Okay. Anyway, um, but he blamed it on his mom for bringing, you know, many men into the home and kind of like what he saw and how men treated women. And it's like, well, if you saw how these men were treating your mom... Like, why wouldn't you want to treat women Yeah, better? why wouldn't you want to help? Like, why would you want to take out, you know, all of what you saw? Why, why wouldn't you want to go murder men? Women? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Why didn't you become a, why a man serial killer? Why is it fault? Like, why, <laughs> what the fuck do we do? Yeah. Like, nothing. Like, what in the world? So, yeah. Yeah, but what was the mom wearing? <laughs> right? I'm kidding. I know. She was scandalous. It was her fault. Wow. Great story. I've never heard that one. I know. I hadn't either. Hmm. I hadn't heard anything about it. And, you know, that's why when I saw a classified ad rapist, I'm like, 
Oh, who well, is fun. this guy? Sounds and interesting. From Florida. I'm like, okay. Florida's fucking nuts. Yeah. You in California. Florida's more like the methies. Well, and I would say like serial killer wise, like California's got them beat it by far. By far. Like, We're keeping tallies. I would say it's probably California, New York, and then Florida. Probably. There's a lot of New York. Yeah, a lot. Well, of especially York. if especially if you're going to take mobs into consideration. Well, that too. But even outside of mobs, like Son of Sam. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of people in the New Terrorists. York area. <laughs> oh, what? Why was I was being I'm talking about serial killers? Well, they're here. they're serial killers. I, that's a mass murderer. I mean, unless then they terrorize they might. another city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess. Anyway. I don't know, guys. Stay on topic. <laughs> she clearly doesn't know what we're talking about today. So I think she's stuck on like that Disney It's a good thing, thing I'm a guest on your podcast. <laughs> it's a good thing I'm not running the show. <laughs> anyway, so that <gasps> is the story of Bobby Joe Long, not Bobby Lee Young. So Bobby Joe Long um yeah we are available on all podcast platforms so as you heard if you listen on spotify even if you don't listen for like 10 minutes i don't know and rate on spotify you have to actually listen for so long before you can rate which is great in some cases and not great in others right but please if you're listening on spotify um give us a five-star review if you're on spotify and you hate us just exit the app just don't do anything about it (laughs) just exit the app but before we go most importantly Where's your evil laugh? Oh, I'm not doing. <laughs> yes, you I are. Can't. Yes, I you can't can. do an evil. Come laugh. up with one. Oh my God. You have to. The, these people waited an entire podcast where we drank to the word rape. You have to do. Okay, do yours again. <laughs> okay, so I can hear. I'll it. change it. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> I hate you so much. Okay, your turn. Oh God. <laughs> I can't. I don't even know how to like change just do my it, voice do, like, do like that. A d- just laugh really deep. <laughs> she did it. She did. That was great. I'm like, I can't even like. Great. I don't even know what to do. <laughs> this bitch like changes her voice on a daily basis, and here she's having me like following her footsteps. Oh my god, I love it. Actually, Alexa's the real performer. We've been lying this whole time. Yeah. I work in medical sales in organized nursing homes, (laughs) whatever Alexa does. (laughs) I sit and I lead meetings on Zoom. (laughs) And I am a Branson entertainer (laughs) and an 80s show and an Elvis show. Love that for you. And I was once a Disney princess. (gasps) Once? I am. (laughs) So anyway, guys, uh, thanks for tuning in and listening to our evil laugh and uh, five star reviews and download. And as always, stay sinister. Bye.